Hello and welcome to The Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. So, Luke, you've started recording. Okay. So, we are from this point onwards recording the sound of the speaker section and the questions and answers in order to carry the message to the sexaholic who still suffers. If you do not wish to be recorded, remember not to share. We are happy to have with us today Jackie H. from the Netherlands. She's been sober over 10 years and has done a lot of service work, currently also on the worldwide service level as a General Assembly Delegate for the European and Middle Eastern region, EMER. She will share with us her experience, strength, and hope in on the topic of mixed meetings. And so I've asked uh, Francis to go ahead and read that section on mixed meetings. And Luke has posted the text on the, on the screen. Thanks, Luke. Okay, hi everyone. I'm Francis, recovering sexaholic. <laughs> mixed meetings. In new groups, the question sometimes arises as to whether meetings should be mixed with both women and men. Less frequently, questions arise about mixing those from different lifestyles or mixing singles and marrieds. It's understandable that some have ex- experienced initial discomfort at attending mixed meetings. Sexaholism is the misconnection with other bodies and spirits. For some, the objects of our lust or resentment are sitting right there next to us, and we can imbibe and get drunk without so much as batting an eyelash. That's why we avoid inappropriate attire in meetings out of consideration for others. What we tend to forget is our drug is not really out there in another person, but within our own hearts and minds. It is this fact that makes our program so all-encompassing, regardless of whether we're in a meeting outside on the street or in a closet praying. Our problem is lust, misplaced dependency and defective attitudes. What better place to work and overcome in temptation than the sanctuary of a meeting where temptations may be present? This is where we can bring temptation to the light, talk about it, work it through without having to lust, sexualize, or go into dependency, anger, or rebellion. The meeting is the crucible in which our recovery can be safely tested and purified. Considering what we are, reason might seem to indicate that we segregate to protect ourselves, so we might have greater freedom, expressing our unique problems and concerns. we found the very opposite to be true. In the long run, it's proven better for us to be together. The only exception to this seems to be with those who have not surrendered lust and are still acting out in some manner. Having such persons present in meetings where they make sexual or inappropriate moves on members is a threat to individual recovery and group unity. 
If such cases arise, and there have been very few, the group should discuss the matter in a business meeting and deal with it at group conscience level. The group learns from such experiences. We benefit from seeing reflections of the problem and recovery from other points of view. For example, at the initial fear of having a woman member come into an all-male group, men typically have testified to its value, saying they would not have it otherwise. Likewise, when women work through their fear of such a situation, they too recognise the value of meeting together. We all have the same problem. When we disclose the thoughts and intents of our hearts in surrender, we identify with one another at depth. Our common problem is not sexual at all, it's spiritual. We identify the level of feelings, guilt, shame, remorse, loneliness, resentment, anger, rage, fear. On the other hand, we are careful not to be a temptation to others in the way we talk about our sexual acting out. As susceptible as we are to suggestion, our lust can get carried away into the realms never before imagined. This is why we can quietly raise our hands if descriptions are getting too graphic or too suggestive. The meeting should not be a place where our lust horizons are being broadened. After any initial discomfort from mixed meetings, members come to see their benefit. Most people come into SA to stop lusting and become sexually sober. When we are united by this common commitment to sobriety and recovery, any uneasiness that may arise can be worked out. Such a process seems to be a necessary part of our recovery, freedom and growth. Wonderful. Thank, thank you, Francis. Um, okay, so Jackie, you have 20 minutes to share. How would you like to be timed? Do you want me to give you like this when you have five minutes left or something like that? Yes, okay. please. Yes, please. <laughs> so Jackie, the floor is yours. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, as always, uh, starting to speak, I'm really nervous. <laughs> I haven't done it uh, many times, <laughs> that's not true. Um, yeah, I'm uh, really, really grateful um, that I've been asked to uh, to share uh, at this meeting. And it's absolutely a joy to see that there are so many people on the call and that there are also a lot of women on the call. Thank you for coming. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, I chose the topic uh, mixed meetings. I... Um, when I came into SA, I, um, there wasn't a choice for me if there, I, if there was a, were a women's meeting or, or a men's meeting or a mixed meeting. It was just an SA meeting, and that's where I, where I went. Um, so, yeah, I have uh, um, a lot of experience, uh, strength, and hope on that. And um, I'll stick to some of them, which is uh, mentioned in the reading. And I'm also very grateful that um, that um, this meeting also uh, agreed to to read this meeting because I think this is a very important part uh, uh, also of our, our recovery. Um, as you know, everybody comes in. Well, I know um, I came in really, really scared. So whether you're a man, woman, or whatever place you come from, you know, this is the last place we want to come into is uh, in SA. Um, yeah, 
And uh, uh, the, the first part, you know, it's uh, uh, written down, you know, uh, we avoid inappropriate attire in the meeting out of consideration for others. Um, and uh, in that, that sense, um, I, uh, I remember also, um, well, talking with my sponsor about that. Yeah, why do I have to just, um, you know, make sure that I, I don't, uh, you know, have no low tops, uh, and too much skin or those uh, those things. Um, and and just for the meetings, do I need to do that just for the meetings? And this was something that that you know she shared with me that that I found really really um, it it not it didn't have to make sense, but you know for me it made a lot of sense. Is that you know it's not only for my SA meetings. This is a way of life for me today. This is a way of life. You know, uh, you know, watching out what I wear. Um, I can easily get triggered by by my own clothing, you know. Um, so that is something, you know. I I don't want, as of course, I don't want to trigger other people in the meeting because it's a safe place for us, and I don't want to trigger myself. Um, yeah. Um, okay. Yay. <laughs> um, yeah. And then um, another part is. Um, Okay, yeah, having, okay, that, um, you know, I've had many questions as well on, on um, you know, people come up to me, uh, you know, uh, I'm still lusting in the meeting, what can I do? And, and these are men like, yeah, okay, sorry. <laughs> but, uh, you know, here's a, you've got to speak to your sponsor about that. Um, the only exception to this seems to be those who have not surrendered lust and are still acting out in some manner. Having such persons present in meetings where they make sexual or improper moves on members, you know, can create uh, uh, individual, uh, you know. Uh, um, and I remember that uh, this is this has been in in, uh, in a situation with a woman and a situation with a man. Um, the situation with a woman was that um, she uh, was attending uh, another meeting in another town in in the Netherlands. And um, she was uh, uh, she was uh, making uh, uh, flirting and making sexual moves towards the men, so they were not uh, feeling comfortable at all with that, which I can imagine. Um, I can remember being uh, uh, asked by one of the members at the meeting that I attended, "Can you please speak to uh, this woman that she, um, she stops uh, this behavior?" Um, and I was quite uh, set aback that, you know, I had to deal with um, this woman or person. Uh, I'd rather say person, but in, in, she was a, she is a woman, uh, you know, was attending another group and that I have to talk to her about that. Um, thank goodness I, um, you know, I had uh, some, some, um, had some uh, uh, pointers uh, and and had been uh, given some suggestions uh, by my sponsor, and uh, you know I gave uh, those suggestions that you know um, I would gladly like to talk with her, but I do think you know that this is a group's um, you know the group where she is what, that she is attending needs to address this with each other and and talk to her about this. As it says in the reading, you know, the group did discuss the matter and they came to an agreement that, you know, um, she was very welcome to come to the meetings, but she was not 
uh, welcome to come by herself. She, you know, she should be accompanied by uh, by or by another uh, woman, and leave with that other person, with the other woman. You know, so this is what uh, the group had to deal with uh, uh, on that. And um, we've had a, a different case um, to that. Um, that a, a female member at that time um, in you know group that um, there was a newcomer male, and after the meeting, you know we didn't think much of that. This was still in the well early days, <laughs> not early days in my sobriety, but you know our SA group was uh, quite early then, so we didn't have much experience on that, and you know didn't think much. Okay, uh, SA newcomer, that's okay. So she left the meeting and um, the newcomer left uh, uh, as well and basically followed her and made sexual advances uh, to her. So, um, so yeah, she was upset about that. She called uh, um, one or two of our, our longer time sober members. And uh, in that case, you know, we did, we, we did, um, they did also, you know, make sure that when there's a newcomer man that uh, either, you know, somebody accompanies them or that, um, you know, they don't follow the women or whatever, you know, because it is, it, is, um, it, it, it is something that just happens, you know, whether you're a newcomer female, you gravitate to, to the men. If you're a newcomer man, you gravitate towards the women. It, it, it's just part of our disease that that happens. And, um, you know, today, uh, when there are newcomer men, I... Um, you know, I will welcome them, uh, but I, I I keep my distance. Also, after the meeting, you know, there there are enough men that uh, can talk to 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 the newcomer man and uh, or men or whoever they're there. Um, with with a woman, it's it's sometimes a different case because there are less of us, and um, uh, that you know, um, I have been welcomed in the group by uh, members who are longer time sober, who were able to, you know, they didn't have to explain everything to me. They they were able to just welcome me in the group because that is, I think, so essential um, in whatever 12-step program you come into. But um, yeah, for our disease, our lustaholic problem, um, it's, it's really, really uh, essential that you know, the group also welcomes um, the newcomer woman into the group, even though they feel awkward, um, you know, because, yeah, it's um, it's so necessary to 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 be part of a group. My uh, my recovery has been, I could say most of the most of the time it has been essential that I have been what SA calls the mixed meetings. You know, I hear um, everybody's story, um, different sides of the story, um, and that's so important. And coming back, you know, also to to the attire that just just popped into my head um, is is you know that um, sometimes it's men. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, men. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, they get a little bit anxious, like, oh my god, there's a woman, there's a woman. Oh god, the the, the clothing and stuff, but. You know, um, the, the other way around, there are also men who have same-sex attraction, you know. So also for the men, oh, we're all guys together, doesn't matter what I wear. You still need to be, uh, um, you know, careful of what you wear. Um, 
in a meeting, how you sit. Um, you know, our eyes are, uh, um, yeah, somebody says, you know, I, I, I have a, a really good scanner and it's not only me. <laughs> I know there are more of us uh, among us who have uh, very good uh, visual scanners, you know, so, so that's so important for everybody to be able to feel comfortable, um, not only comfortable because sometimes we're not comfortable because of our disease, um, but safe in a meeting. Um, yeah, just um, think of that. Okay. Um, I wrote down a few things. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and um, this is something also that, that um, I, I myself, I haven't had that experience, but I have heard this experience through uh, sponsees that, um, you know, they, they've, they've asked for information to go to an essay meeting and um, the person there had referred them to, uh, you know, I think you better could, could, could better go to an SNN meeting, you know, so they're getting referred either to a meeting that, you know, they're not so, supposed to be in because they didn't ask, <laughs> um, or they get directed straight away to a women's meeting. Now, I am not against women's meeting at all, but I think this is my own personal experience is that um, for me, and this is the way it has worked for me, uh, uh, is that a women's meeting is for me an additional meeting. You know, I need to be in the meeting together with everybody. Um, and I also remember, and it's not something that's coming out of my, my brain or only just my experience, but also uh, my sponsor shared this with me. And I've also heard uh, a longer time sober woman um, who was up with, uh, with, uh, with our founders also in the meeting, Sylvia J. And uh, she shared this also in, in one of the women's meetings. You know, yes, because there are less of us, it is, um, you know, good uh, to have a women's meeting to get to, to, to know each other, to get to know other women so that we can also um, have our uh, support group. Um, but it's essential that we are in the meeting, men and women together, you know, and I know it's difficult, but, you know, it can be done. <laughs> it can be done, you know, and, and yeah, you know, it's, it is, uh, it is a fact that um, whether you're a man or a woman, you know, in whatever situation you have to work through your own personal um, difficulties uh, with lust. Um, and, and for me, it wasn't not, like, let me say a good part of it was not just only the lust, but also, you know, how I respond on being the only woman in a group where, you know, I had nobody else to talk to. And these were a lot of the smaller conventions that were, were held uh, within, within Europe, you know, and I was like, I'm going there. I'm going to be there. You know, I've earned my seat. I'm going there for my own recovery. I'm, I'm on this lifeboat, but it wasn't always easy you know, to see uh, groups of men who were able to uh, and having conversations with each other. And uh, it's not that I couldn't join in, but at that moment, it wasn't appropriate for me to join in. You know, I needed to take care of myself on, on, a, on a different level. Um, you know, yes, uh, I can have uh, some fellowship with, uh, with others these days. But even then, you know, when I'm, when I'm extra tired or those things, I need to be careful that, you know, um, that I don't uh, overdo it. Um, 
I need to take care of my my um, space, and this is not just for me. I think this is something for 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 everybody in SA. But you know, I can only speak of that, uh, for myself. <laughs> you know, um, this is my physical space. Uh, that there's enough room for me to sit. And and these days, you know, this is probably something that is going to stay for quite some time through our pandemic uh, situation. But. Um, um, I've also had to learn, uh, you know, not to have the physical contact. I was um, quite used to being able to have a hug in uh, my other fellowship. And um, I don't do that. I do that with some members. I know a longer time or a longer time sober that I know it's it's safe, it's mutually safe. Um but I don't do it in, in the regular meetings, you know. So I've had to take care of myself. Uh, a lot of this is that, you know, I got very angry in the beginning. Why won't you take care of me? And, you know, and that's where my sponsor said to me, yeah, I'm sorry, girl, well, but you will have to take care of yourself. Um, other people will not take care of you and you will have to be responsible for your own physical space and where you are able to be comfortable in. You know, and I've had some situations also in another 12-step meeting that, um, you know, we're sitting in a two-seater and there was enough space and I was talking to somebody and uh, another woman wanted to sit in, in the middle. And I'm like, sorry. She said, can I sit here? I said, no. <laughs> you know, and uh, she looked at me like, well, there's enough room. I said, I'm sorry. Uh, and I said, you know, otherwise, thank you. Otherwise, I will just get up and sit somewhere else. You know, this is what I need. I didn't mention that part to her, but I knew from, know for myself, this is what I have to do uh, in order to maintain my own sobriety. You know, um, in the past, that was absolutely no problem for me. I didn't have those boundaries at all. You know, it was all fine. And today I, I, I do. Um, is it easy? Nope. And uh, do I like it? Nope. Don't like it always. Uh, but it's 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 become more and more of a habit for me today. And ah, um, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm going to wrap it up. And um, just thinking, I uh, what? Um, um, yeah, I think I think that also another very important thing is is uh, for men and women, and, and especially also the women on the call, um, that you know you get involved in doing service. Um, you know that is so important. That has been for me really, really a pinpoint to be able to, without concentrating on the the men. But you know, I had a little. I had a little surface, but this is what I can concentrate. And in that way, in a healthy way, I can um, uh, connect with, with, uh, with, um, with the men um, on a, in a healthy, uh, healthy way so that I don't have to lust. And I can, I can practice engaging in, you know, simple conversation without going into emotional details, getting sucked up into, you know, getting too emotionally engaged with with others you know and um um yeah and and wow <laughs> it has been uh, it has been a, a an absolute wonderful journey have i found it easy doing service at times no not at all um but yeah it's it's um you know has given me an, a a really good opportunity to be with other sober members, also longtime sober members, 
and see, you know, um, how it is to be able to relate to to men and women in a sober way. You know, uh, yeah, I know from the beginning, I, you know, I too have my 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 character defects and way of reacting, and and it wasn't easy with 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 other other women, you know, and and in time as I sobered up and as uh, some of the other women, uh, you know, who are, you know, in, in my class as they say, have sobered up, um, that whole relationship has changed. So, um, you know. Yeah, well, I'll keep it at that because otherwise I'll be starting rambling and going off topic. Um, thank you so much for having me here. And uh, um, thank you, everybody, for being on the call. Thank you very much. That's it. Thank you very, very much, Jackie, for your, for your share. Um, the floor is now open to share or ask a question to Jackie. In sharing, we avoid explicit sexual descriptions, sexually abusive language, and specific places or circumstances. The emphasis is on honesty, recovery, and healing, how to apply the 12 steps and traditions in our daily lives. When sharing, try to end in the solution. We do not interrupt others and do not discuss. We ask that members with more than 30 days of sobriety share first. If there's time left, I'll make a sign, and then members with less than 30 days can share. And be aware that a lot of us stick around after the meeting for virtual coffee. So if you didn't get a chance to share or you'd like to talk about something, there will be time then. But for now, we will limit our shares to uh, a minute and a half and uh, hopefully give as many people as possible the opportunity to say something. And I'll hold up my little phone and, and make the twinkle sound when, you're, when your time is up. Um, and it's uh, my task to indicate when someone's time is finished and to intervene when someone shared deviates. So uh, we're open for sharing. Hi, I'm a man, I'm a sexaholic. Um, thank you so much, Jackie, for for your share. Uh, it was really interesting to hear your perspective. Um, so I came into the program three months ago, and um, and thinking about it, uh, there was a woman who, I guess, greeted me, and um, and we had a call before the meeting, and um, and I was really apprehensive about that. I thought. You know, I could just kind of drop into the meeting and see see whether it was a good fit. But I'm really glad that I did because it was almost the first time I said aloud what I'd been up to to another person. And um, and usually I go to meetings. There are three three other women in 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 my regular meetings, and that has helped a lot because um, I. I will say hello to the guys in the meeting and say goodbye. But um, in terms of like the fellowship, uh, the women in the meeting um, really allowed, like I was able to join the WhatsApp group and get a sponsor. And the woman who greeted me became my temporary sponsor. So I think it would have been a very different experience if I wasn't able to connect in that way. Uh, the other thing I will say to end on is, I'm very grateful I go to mixed meetings because if 
if I take away the gender, you know, in the beginning, we all talk about our MOs exactly the same. It makes no difference. Oh, thanks, Daniel. So, um, yeah, I'm really grateful that I was, I'm able to get that perspective. It really helped my recovery. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, I'm Scott. Um, my, um, it's my first meeting today. Um, I was given a number earlier. Um, so thank you for welcoming me into the meeting. Um, I'm actually part, I don't mind disclosing it, part of AA. So I know all the uh, 12 steps work and everything. Um, but my sponsor said maybe this would be another course for me to go down. Um, so I'm not really sure how it all works in here, to be honest. Um, but thank you for the lady for explaining it. Um, I don't actually know of any other Zoom meetings or contacts or anything apart from this one that was texted me. Um, I don't know if there's any in the UK or anything. So um, basically, I just first of all, I just want to try and find some identification and, um, and say thank you. And uh, if anybody can point me in the right direction uh, afterwards, you know, Zoom, Zoom-wise and stuff, I'd be uh, extremely grateful. So um, thank you for welcoming me to the meeting, and uh, I'll leave it there. Thank you. Welcome. Yeah, you have plenty of resources in the UK we can talk about after the meeting. So I'm uh, Rahul. So I can relate. Uh, um, when Jackie was speaking, I was I went into a sort of self-analysis, self-observation mode. And whatever she was speaking was sparking a lot of contemplation in me uh, about my own behaviors. And it seems that this addiction in particular is a very subtle one, can be a very subtle one. Uh, so I find that behaviors that seem seemingly innocent are actually harmful for me. Uh, not particularly harmful to others, but I have an obsessive streak. And um, I could hurt myself with my constant brooding over. It seems like once the match meets the gunpowder, uh, there is no end to the flames. And I find it very difficult to douse the flames. And I only see that my higher power can that. I can't. I'm completely powerless over this. That has become a fact. That was a fact even before I came into this program. So, uh, I see the extent of powerlessness. And um, I guess once I admit that, then it's a very easy journey. So I find that it is best for me to listen to my sponsor right now because I seem to be quite a blind, blind spot. I don't seem to recognize my own behaviors that are self-damaging. Um, so it's, it's like what the book says, the white book, a self-indulgent fantasy something to the effect of a screen that separates us from reality. So I see that I was never on reality's terms. I was in the dream world. All right. Thanks for letting me share. I saw that I think Ari has his hands up to share. Is that correct? Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. Daniel, uh, my name is Ali Sexolica. Just uh, and a question for what's the name? Usha? What's the name? Uh, 
I want to ask from my perspective, for her perspective as a woman, um, would she, would you like to someone to, to approach to her for a man? Because you experience many times, many times, sometimes I'm going to meetings and, I, and I'm like, you know, 20 men and one woman and I have to think from her side, would she like to me to say hello, how are you, just, you know, basic, uh, um, connection or a woman would would, would, uh, would prefer um, no connection at all? What do you think? Okay. Thank you, Ari. If I understand, is your question is, uh, would a, a woman prefer uh, to have contact after the meeting, uh, you know, come up to say something general, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I can't speak for others. Uh, I can only speak for myself. Um, is that, you know, I do, I really do appreciate when there's uh, the long term sober members who can uh, come up to me, you know, and say hello and, and just have a, have a conversation light, you know. Um, I do appreciate that. But that, that, then again, you know, I can't speak for, for, uh, for the other female members, but, you know, it is best that uh, you know a long-term sober men do that because what I said, you know, normally uh, newcomers tend to gravitate to to the women when they should be working on their lust, or sometimes they're in 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 situations that or, or situations or at times that um, you know the sponsor has also suggested you better not get involved or with with women or whatever way that they need to stay away and keep their distance. So yeah, thanks. Uh, I see Juan Carlos has raised his hand. Yes, uh, thank you, Daniel. Uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, I feel at home with you. Uh, well, uh, thank you, uh, Jackie, for your for your time, for your te uh, speech. Uh, lovely. Um, it reminds me that when I entered SA almost three years ago, uh, well, I felt uh, full of of shame or guilt uh, because I thought I was different like others as a sexaholic. Um, when I uh, disclosed my first step, uh, there, there was uh, a lady, uh, a, a fellow, uh, in our meeting. Um, I remember her uh, sobbing while I was uh, telling my, my, my sexual biography. Um, it was uh, for me, uh, it touched, it moved my heart because I felt connected with her. Um, is the, the, the problem is the same for, for, for us, uh, no matter what have we, have we done, uh, the, the gender, uh, no matter, but uh, is, is, the solution is the only thing that is uh, very, very similar to, for, for us. So I grant, uh, I thank that lady who was at this meeting because I felt connected with everyone and either, uh, either male or female at that meeting. And since, since then, I feel grateful for being in this student uh, gender uh, fellowship. Thank you. Thank you, Juan Carlos. Uh, Julie, I think uh, you had a virtual hand. Thank you, everybody. Hi, Jackie. Hi, everyone. It's great to see people. It's so wonderful. Some people I haven't seen since Budapest, Angelica, Arash, 
um, Keith, it's great to see you. It's just great to see everybody. And mixed meetings are um, are interesting. And I want to say hi to sponsors that are on. And I have 17 years, and it's so exciting to have everyone from different parts of the world. It's so exciting. Mixed meetings are meetings with women, and there's meetings with gay people, and there's meetings with um, bisexual people. So uh, they have issues and um, mixed retreats. I'm so furious that in California, both of our retreats um, exclude women. It, it, I'm explosively angry about that. The Southern California retreat and the Northern California retreat exclude women. But um, the important thing is that women get a phone number or a group of phone numbers of here's the essay phone list. I know Nashville has an essay phone list of women. And to immediately, you know, give people the essay phone list, which Nashville has, they can call Nashville and get a list of 20, 30, 40 women. And I know it's in the United States. And I tell my sponsees to look in the eyes of guys that have two years of sobriety. I tell them to get there early, find out who has two years of sobriety, and then look in the eyes of people with two years of sobriety and don't look in the eyes of people with very early sobriety. So that's basically my rule. I hope everyone calls the, um, calls the essay phone list, asks Nashville for it. Uh, I don't know if England has it, but um, Nancy, nice to see you. And it's really cool to have all these people on the call. Thanks. And thank you, Jackie. Wonderful, wonderful share. I'm proud of you. Bye. Thank you, Julie. Uh, we just have a few minutes left. So if uh, I think Nora with I think you have less than 30 days and you wanted to share. Nora, are you up? Yes, is my voice clear enough? Yes, perfect now. Thank you. Um, thanks, Jackie, I really appreciate almost every single word you said. I mean, I came to SA um, almost May 2019. And um, it was really great knowing all of these people. And I really appreciate it every time I come across a woman in this program. At first, um, I really considered that this program was a really men's program or something. But now getting to know more more women in this program it's it's just the most thing that i appreciated because um coming to make that bond is a totally different thing because just like you said the ability to relate soberly with someone is just um a very great thing and um i kind of had that issue as well um no, I've never been to a face-to-face -face meetings, and I really intend to, um, you know, when I when I can, because I really can't in the meantime. But I, but I'm getting to learn how mixed meetings or or meetings face-to-face -face meetings are really helpful. Yeah. So um, just wanted to share that I'm really grateful for listening to you, and thanks. Thank you, Nora. Uh, we have time for maybe one or two short shares or questions. Uh, Muhammad Sixaholic. Thank you, Julie. Thanks, everyone. 
for the sheriff's for the uh, I remember something happened to me uh, uh, personally about uh, how the program works sometimes with some challenges. When there is one woman contact me, I was leading a meeting. She were ask, uh, she was asking about something and to other fellowship. So because I'm an addict, uh, the lust and the uh, the imagination and thinking of that it's something gravitated as Julie mentioned. I shared that with my sponsor. I told him I don't want I don't want to join any meetings that has women because I'm I'm sick because then he teach me something that he told me that lust in everywhere, women are in everywhere and last two days he told me, Do you know that the population of do you know 51% of the population are women in the world fight? So that's, I think that's the greatest time or that's the good time for me to, to learn how to practice the program and to learn acceptance is the key, uh, as the white book said. So I'm grateful, uh, grateful for the share. I'm grateful for the things that really inspire me more, uh, how to accept the things I cannot change and how to accept my disease more than thinking about others. Thank you. Thank you, Mohammed. My name Maybe is Bill. Okay. My name is Bill. I'm a recovered sexaholic. Um, and I just want to uh, uh, offer that when I walked into my first essay meeting in Nashville, there were three women sitting in the meeting. Uh, one of those women is still a recovered uh, member of Sexaholics Anonymous and a member of my home group, and she's been a great friend over the uh, years of this journey. Um, uh, and it was in the fellowship of uh, SA and especially in the meeting after the meeting when we would uh, uh, go out afterwards for coffee or breakfast or whatever, and I began to uh, talk with uh, women and, that I'd been in meetings with and see them as human beings and not as objects. Um, and I was really sick when I got here. It took me a couple of years before I was uh, comfortable sitting next to a woman in a meeting or uh, at the meeting after the meeting. Uh, but over a period of time, I began to develop friendships. And today, I'm really grateful for that because uh, I have a number of close women friends with whom I can share honestly. Um, so uh, the, these, these mixed meetings, uh, as they call them, uh, I just call them SA meetings. Uh, uh, that's a great place for uh, sick people to learn how to get well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. We are running out of time here, so we'll kind of have to close our meeting. But as I said earlier, we'll have virtual coffee afterwards. Stick around, especially newcomers, if you have any more. Whoops! If you have any more, more questions. Um, this has been the sharing section of this meeting. Take what you think you can use and forget the rest. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of our fellowship. Everything you have heard here has been said in confidence and should stay confidential. Keep, therefore, what you've heard here within the walls of this room and the limits of your mind. 
Now, for the seventh tradition, every SA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Donations can be made directly on the SA.org website or at your next face-to-face -face meeting. Uh, next Wednesday, on the 17th of June, Gary L. from Iowa, the United States, will be the speaker, sober since 2003, and his topic will be, But What If God Was For Us? SA White Book, page 137. Be the same time, same place, same codes to get in. Um, and then, Arash, would you read the vision for us? Sure. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Arash, sexaholic from Sweden. Um, I have to mention this is one of my favorite uh, readings in uh, all the recovery books. Uh, a vision for you. And uh, I also believe that this text is not written by a human being, at least higher power is behind it. And I suggest you to listen with your heart rather than just the ears. A vision for you. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answer will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right. And great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abound it yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what, give freely of what you found, and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Arash. And after a moment of silence, silent meditation, I would like to ask Jackie, would you lead us in the serenity prayer? Prayer. God, grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And they will be done, not mine. Keep coming back. It works, it works if, you if you work it, so work it, you're worth it. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Thank Jackie. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Jackie. Thanks, Ruth. Thank you, Jackie, Daniel, Luke. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you all. Hello, Luke. Daniel. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. Can I get the recording? Who is asking this? I don't know. Yes. Um, I will send it to Daniel T. I will send it to Daniel T. from Jerusalem. Okay, okay, great. Thank you so much. Welcome. Hi, Jackie. Shupra from India. Would you be staying back in the coffee area? I'll be staying a little bit, yes. 
Thank you. Thank you, Jackie. Thanks, Gary. Bye-bye now. Bye. See you, Gary. Bye. See you next week. Yes. See you next week. Is that um, that man from the UK? Is he still there? I don't see him. Francis. Francis or no. Scott? You mean Scott Keith? Yeah. I think he's gone. I think he's signed off. Okay. Thanks, Jackie. Hey, you're welcome, Keith. <laughs> Get to see you everywhere. Everywhere I go. <laughs> That's what happens when you start to do service. <laughs> yeah. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Hi, Julie. See you next week. Thank you. See you. Hi, Julie. Hi. Hi. Can I share? I know we would have all been in Poland. It would have been fun. <laughs> yeah. When's the next event? When's the next uh, event? Next week. <laughs> oh, next week, and where is the event? Oh, yes, here. Zoom. 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 When's the next uh, together event? October in California? You well, should we'll ask We'll have to wait for our uh, governmental uh, yeah. uh, regulations. Oh, well, I think we have October in California for three days. All right. oh. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. You should ask Corona, Julie. I will ask Corona. Yeah. Mm. Angelica, how was Slovakia? How was the Slovakia conference? You, you mean in February? In February. February. Oh. Oh, cool. Yeah, it, that was great, and skiing and having time together, and yeah, it was great. And then we had the Austrian convention very shortly before they locked down and yeah good and since one week we have uh face-to-face -face meetings here again oh. very good with mask and distance yeah i've never been to barcelona sounds fun <laughs> i don't think there are many tourists there now no. <laughs> oh. Good time, to, good time to go. Barcelona, Barcelona isn't fun during the lockdown. We were completely locked down. Yeah, we should all go. Now it's, now it's opening up. Yeah. <laughs> I think... You Hi, know, Jack, you should rather say, I wanted to be sharing something. I was raising hands, but I never got an opportunity. Oh, very sorry Hi, about that. Talk, talk. We want to hear from you. Um, I, when I started with the program, I was a friend of A already, and um, the person who introduced me to the program was a male, and uh, he was my first sponsor because I, lo I was a loner out here in Lucknow in India, and uh, I was the second person in the fellowship, uh, especially in the women, and so I was seeking a lot of local help from this A sponsor that I had he gave me a good idea of the program and as, as, as I started to talk about my issues there was a little bit of transgression that happened in the very starting and um, but I had to work it out uh, with him I had to tell him that there were thoughts of attraction uh, that were coming up 
and we had to have that awkward conversation and because he was seven years into the a program he could tell me that it's okay these kind of things happen and that we at least you'll have to express them bring them into light and then keep moving forward uh by then um i already was in touch with tim tim b was my first point of contact and uh, he was the one who also had me do a short version of step 4 and after which making my first short inventory i was passed on to a female um and asked to uh, recite the list to that woman who is now my sponsor uh but i have received so much help from the men in the program after a while i stopped seeing them as men i seem them gender neutral and uh, they are grace to my recovery um they are uh, especially tim was so kind enough to answer every question he was such a good doorkeeper to introduce me into the program and uh, answer every single query i had even today he is like my spiritual sponsor um so if i'm uh, answer hopping somewhere i do uh, go back to him to or drop him a message with my query and i always seek answers um today the state is a lot of people said my model wouldn't work where i would have a local male sponsor aa sponsor here in india and a female sponsor on the side that wasn't uh, and they might have been right but i had to come to it in my head uh, i got a lot of information about the program a good understanding of both a and sa programs i could see the difference in sensitivities uh, in the two programs um i could also see um why in the program a, a little bit of distance from the males is suggested i have a male ego trigger so every time i see a male showing some ego i jump at it and that is why i was picking up a few fights with my a sponsor too and i could start seeing the defects in personality because 7 years in the program and i would be very disappointed sometimes when i would see those defects but i was made to understand and i realized that i am a sick person and he is also a sick person so um it's going to take us some time and but we still need to keep resolving those issues and keep moving forward look away from each other's defect and just keep moving forward and i remember telling him um i caught i as a as a you know as a way of not giving way to my lust i call him sir in the end that is like my limitation that i've introduced so that i remember my limits and uh, when i say sir and i told him i don't know what person you are but i will make sure that i get the best out of you so i want to see the best version of you uh, you are going to be sponsoring a female sa and uh, we got to make this work for me uh, uh, you have a responsibility uh, and i want to see the best person that you ever can be and we are going to make sure that i i am going to make sure that i get the best out of you uh you know so i've i've been blessed with uh him as a 
person around I can go back to and talk sometimes. But now the, my status is that I've completely moved to my program, depend working my steps with my female sponsor after I understood that male ego trigger, which was creating problems uh, for me and delaying my recovery. Uh, but thanks, Shipra. To- thanks, Shipra. I think a few other people want to share, but thank you so much. Thank you for letting me share. Thank, Thank you, you for sharing. Hi, this is Pujan. I have a quick question. May I go ahead? Yeah, go ahead, Pujan. Uh, yeah. Uh, thank you, Jackie, uh, for your wonderful share. Um, joined the program last year around August. Uh, so far, I, I had the chance to attend only two face-to-face meetings with uh, with a few men and my location in Kolkata, but I came to know later on that uh, one of them had a same-sex attraction, but since I wasn't quite aware of this thing before, and in SA, I, when I share, I'll reach out in the, in the, in the reaching out group. I, after, after I surrender my triggers, I come to know that they also have, they have, they're like same-sex attraction. So, I wanted to ask uh, maybe how do we deal with this? Like, should we, uh, uh, like, should I not uh, share uh, with my lost temptation, uh, surrender that to another person who had a, you know, might be possibly triggered by my share? Uh, because I really feel quite uncomfortable doing that. Thank you. That would be okay. my question. Thank you for your question, Pio John. So, so you, your question is, um, if you should share something with with uh, another member who has a same sex attraction, yes, correct. Um, well, I can't speak to that. I think that is up to you, and you should discuss that with your sponsor. Um, I can't say about that. I know that you know I have to work my my program. If something um, triggers me or is lustful for me, I need to work on that and call my sponsor about that. But I, I uh, don't have that experience with you. I do have experience that, you know, men and women, they can be lustful for me. Um, but, um, yeah, in this case, if you should share something with uh, with somebody, um, yeah, I think you should uh, best uh, discuss this with your sponsor. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Hello. Shaggy, uh, can I share? Question. Some people, some women have uh, privately chatted to me and they're asking for your number of email address. I don't okay. know if you're comfortable of posting yeah. it in the group. Yeah, I'll put that, yeah. They're all, all right. Egyptians, by the way, okay? <laughs> yes. Okay, can I share, please? Sure, Shady. It's open meeting, so. Yeah, sure. Um, thank you, Jackie, so much for your share. I really appreciate it. Um, I have an experience that, um, uh, when we started the fellowship in Egypt, so we didn't have any uh, female members, and uh, it was back in 2014 and 2015. And uh, one female member joined. Then uh, the room where we were holding our meetings um, belonged to a psychiatrist, and he didn't accept the thing that uh, this is an SA meeting, and we will have uh, female members. The meeting, but thankfully there was this passage about the mixed meetings, 
uh, in the white book. And, um, and uh, part of our definition as a fellowship that we are a fellowship of men and women as well. But, uh, and also in the start of our fellowship in Egypt, we had the reputation that we, uh, most of our members are same-sex attracted. And uh, for, for a way or another, I don't know why we had this reputation. And this helped a lot to introduce that the lust is inside us. It doesn't uh, depend on the gender anyway. Uh, it's, it's, um, we are all garden variety of sexologists. This is what my first sponsor used to tell me. Um, and I remember also the first time I had lust toward the female member in, uh, in the fellowship, I felt so ashamed uh, of it. And um, when I shared this with my sponsor, he told me, uh, Shady, uh, our lust is not very smart to, uh, mm -hmm. I, to have lust over uh, a female outside of the group or inside of the group. You have to surrender anyway, and you have to work the program. And thankfully now, I really appreciate all the girls that we have in, uh, and all the women that we have in uh, our fellowship in Egypt. We have over uh, 20 female members and yes, um, and they are helping the fellowship uh, and makes us, the variety makes us very strong. And that's it, thank you all. Uh, if it's okay, I have a question. So um, it's more of uh, me seeking acknowledgement or rather uh, surrendering a pattern, which I'm quite blind to, to be honest. It's still a blind spot for me, which is, and I had a lot of denial with this for many months, which is that my uh, lust addiction seems to take a form of a very innocent falling in love being in love with a person addicted to the chemistry of it so it's not that i cross the boundaries uh, so much with the person or hurt them in any way uh, it's it's mostly agreeable and stuff but it hurts me very much in the sense that it seems obsessive and uh, constant incessant ongoing so it's very hard for me to see this because i could sort of see the good side of this um, because for years of being very superficially addicted to lust, I something like this falling in love and being love addicted or something it brought me in touch more with my human side, I could say. But at the same time, it really just took a very obsessive form, obsessive streak. So uh, it also I can see now that it was also associated with a lot of magical beliefs uh, and the risk of being laughed at. It's things like soul twins and soulmate and this and that and that I just got so embroiled in that so is this a pattern uh, any of you identify with um, just, just sharing can I share anyone yes um okay so my eyes opened only three days ago uh, when I was referred to SA. Um, I do understand the part of falling in love. I also have a um, tendency to obsess over a person. 
Um, but uh, back to the um, mixed meetings, it was, it was a concern for me at the beginning um, whether or not I should go to a mixed meeting or female only because not that I wouldn't be triggered by females, but I guess I fear males more. And I think that at least from the two meetings I've been to, the Zoom meetings, uh, I feel more uh, comfortable because we don't, we, we can't escape meeting other people outside. So I think that's, and I was surprised on how little women there are. Uh, for some reason in my head, it always seemed to be 50-50. And then it came and Thanks for sharing, Mira. Thank you, Marav. Yeah, Rahul. Um, I, you know, I don't have the same uh, fantasy as we say, the same pattern. Everybody uh, likes ice cream, but we uh, like different uh, uh, tastes. Uh, and, you know, it comes down to fantasies, you know, and that is something, you know, that has been from my youngest years. That has been a really, really good part of uh, of my uh, my sexualism. You know, many different kinds of fantasies. I don't have to go into that. Um, so yeah, yeah. You know, it's really good that you're identifying this. That you have these uh, fantasies. And um, as we say, you know, progressive victory over lust. You know, there's no way that in one day time or a few months time that I can have you know no lust at all. It's uh, you know it starts with with our sobriety definition no sex with self other than uh, the married spouse uh, between the man and a woman marriage between the man and a woman that's where that's where it starts a masturbation no no sex with self you know and after that it's you know it's it's progressive it's progressive victory over loss that is you know my experience is that our disease is so interwoven with every single thing it's in my cells it's in everything everything i do think say or eat and that i need to change that i can't change it overnight i need to change it gradually and every time you know i get more and more uh, awakenings on uh, uh on what is lost either through shares or with sherry through my sponsor so uh, so yeah thanks thank you for sure because I see that my love tends to like my love addiction pattern tends to have a benevolent, seemingly benevolent side to it, but it's very narcissistic and manipulative. It seems that um, it it can show, showcase itself as very caring and it feels very caring to me, but it seems to just be uh, my need for intimacy in a very superficial manner where I don't want to get to know the person. It's just love and games, really. So. Um, yes, so thanks for sharing. I, that does help. Thank you. Jackie, Shupra, again, can I double dip? Can I ask a question? Yeah, sure, go ahead. Um, could you please talk about some of the challenges that one faces during mixed meetings? Because I've had two bad experiences in the program, and uh, I used to be doing DSRs, uh, 
on the meeting group and I used to send invites. And there was one time um, somebody directly called me and expressed a desire to do DSR. And since I was only one-on-one, I went ahead with it, but by the end of it, it turned very ugly. And the guy was insisting on having phone sex and uh, which I was very startled by and shocked. Uh, So next morning I report it in the meetings group and uh, the message was conveyed to the guy and, uh, you know, uh, but after that I've stopped doing the DSRs. Uh, my sponsor told me to do it one-on-one, uh, not to do one-on-one, uh, just go if there are more people in the on, on the Zoom call, only then go forward. Um, so some of these situations you're not prepared for. That was one. Second was during the DSRs, uh, somebody started complimenting my understanding or whatever, sharing, or and that, that kind of gave me validation and we started talking about God connect and we were talking all the right things but the uh, it became started becoming a daily thing and that's when I realized that we're going the wrong way and I had to pull out of that after having a conversation with my sponsor so I just wanted to know if you have some experiences which are also the other side of mixed meetings Thank you, Shifra. Um, well, I don't have experience with uh, um, doing DSRs one-on-one with, with another man. I would not, uh, absolutely not choose to do that. Uh, and I'm very sorry to hear that you've had a bad experience with uh, with that. And at the same time, you know, it's, uh, as they say, a blessing in disguise that, you know, you learn, you learn uh, your boundaries. And that's why it's very important that in certain situations that we do have to stick uh, um, to, uh, you know, women to women and men to men, or a long time sober uh, person, or, you know, not just uh, only one member. Uh, you know, our lust is so cunning, baffling and, and powerful. Um, I was just thinking, um, my hysterias, yeah, I, I, it's not much that, well, not much. Uh, I do have things that come up. Is that one time I found it quite disturbing and this was not on the lust, uh, uh, lust based, but this was at, at a smaller convention. Uh, I'd say in the, in the early days when we were all learning uh, um, in, in Europe, uh, being uh, together was uh, that uh, a male member who was uh, quite early uh, in the program uh, came up to me and uh, said, uh, you are triggering me. And I found that really, 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 really so upsetting, absolutely so upsetting. Uh, and the thing was, was that um, in the morning, he, no, <laughs> his room was also next to mine. There was a keyhole. Oh. And normally, you know, oh. <laughs> that wouldn't have been a problem. So all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm next to this person. And now I'm triggering him. And there's this keyhole. So I made sure that, you know, they it couldn't look through the keyhole. Uh the next morning, there was a, a little note uh, pushed underneath the door, but it had nothing to do with him. And uh, that, uh, you know, the showers were working, but I couldn't read the writing. So it's like snorers really work. So I thought, oh, my God, I know I snore. I snore. I can snore really badly. 
So I so, so upset, you know, here I am, I can't talk to anybody. But thank goodness, you know, I was able to, uh, <laughs> to talk in the early morning with my sponsor. Uh, she, she's in Canada. And, uh, you know, she said, yeah, no, that's, uh, that was absolutely not, uh, uh, you know, that was a hard learning curve for me to, when, if somebody steps up to me, I need to talk to you about something, I say, no. When it's a man, no. You have enough people to share with, you know, and I've seen them looking up, yeah, 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 but we were. Uh, and, and uh, you know, I need to take care of myself in that sense. Um, you know, we have so many uh, different uh, behaviors in, in, in English, they call it grooming. Uh, you know, so, yeah, you know, I'm sorry to hear that you had this experience. Really sorry, uh, but I hope you know, that you are able to set healthy boundaries uh, for yourself. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie. I'm, I'm still nowadays, not still, I'm, I'm just in the habit of when, when I have to mail to a, to a woman, which is quite recent in sobriety, I put someone else in CC. Yeah. I, I still do that. Um, I don't do it with, with women who are long-term in sobriety or when I know them, but otherwise I, I, I do it. And, or I will also tell them um, uh, blah, 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 and I, I will like, dear, uh, I'll just say a name, Laura, and then Joe in CC, yeah, just to point it out. Yeah. I, because otherwise, like you say, grooming or whatever, whatever how, what's the word? Intriguing can mm -hmm can grow in my head, so, yeah. Thank you. I've got a question. Um, I'm Nancy Stolzik-Sahag. I'm like, yeah. Um, I had a newcomer woman um, say to me um, a couple weeks ago that she was making amends to a man in a meeting, and she said that she um, wanted to make amends for lusting after him. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's not something you would go directly to that person about. And she was like, oh, yeah, I have to. I have to because they were the one that I wronged. Now, what I want to know is if you have any experience um, on what I could share with her. She's new. She's absolutely diving into the program. Um, anyway, I just... It didn't feel right at all. No, <laughs> good question, Nancy. No, that, that does not feel right at all. And I can hear my sponsor saying in my ears, you need to work on your own lust and leave that person alone. That is the best amends that you can make. To ah, that's very nice. Thank you. Hey, Jackie, can I ask a question? Sure. Thank you. Um, so, I'm, my name is Odea, I'm from Israel. Um, uh, in, thank God, in the last two, uh, no, one and a half years, there is more and more women in recovery here that uh, work fast, and it's a uh, blast. Um, I know it, start, it starts because after a lot of years of people was afraid, there was like, almost only men uh, and there was some men that say that, that uh, you know women that come at, like 
come and go out and and after a few years of, of this uh um like it was like that so they say stop and there was my first sponsor was man and he was same sex attraction so but so it was it, it works i don't know thank god it works <laughs> um and uh, it was very friendly in the beginning, you know, my home group was, they was very warm and everything was like comfortable. And after there was like, you know, 10 women and there came more and more women. So start something new. I, I didn't, I, I didn't understand it because when I came to SA, I just, I want to die. So I, I want deeply hardly uh solution i don't want to acting out with people from program of course i'm sexaholic and i'm not I, I cannot control my mind but i don't want to act you know um and, and i was willing to you know set boundaries and, and listen to another people in recovery and then come you know women that that they was i don't know but they they flirting with people from from my home group and there was um there was uh some issues um week after week that uh, women came a newcomer and they just acting out with people from uh the meeting and i i thought okay maybe when i talk with newcomer uh so i can say something um just you know just mention something like we are talking with a woman uh, we are here for recovery uh keep the the meetings uh really i don't know but to say something odea did you, do you yeah. did you is you you have a specific question for jackie so it sounds like there are a number of issues there oh uh, yeah this was my question was if she have from her experience um uh something that she said to the newcomer about this issue i don't know if if, if i was clarify myself so if i understand okay your question would be uh you know with the newcomer women if you could tell you know to talk to them that they don't flirt with the other men is that correct yeah okay yeah well basically i can hear my you know i can hear my sponsor talking in my ear you know that's controlling uh, as i said you know newcomers will uh, gravitate to whether they're newcomer men or newcomer women they gravitate to the others because they're still drunk they're in lust so this is also something that um you know you need to discuss as well in the group with each other like okay you know how can we take care of uh, the newcomer women of course you know you mentioned you know it's recommended that the women stick to the women um how can the group take care of when there are newcomer women who are still very ill um that uh you know if there are men who are early in their sobriety of course you know they find that very you know i'd find that very <laughs> upsetting too you know somebody trying to make a move when i'm working on my loss so i think it is something that uh, so needs to be discussed in the group how the group you know the women in the group who are there who are able to to uh welcome the women and the the men in the group how you can deal with that together and then again you know 
we can't tell anybody not to do anything. You know, we're still very sick in our head, and and especially when you come, when when <laughs> when, when we come in, we're we're still very ill and drunk. Yeah, so I hope I hope that helps you, Odea. Yeah, thank you so much. Hey, Jackie, I uh, it looks like Habiba had a question. She says, um, what if I have feelings toward a man in SA? I'm sober for 11 months and I don't feel it's lust. I don't know, but I don't know how to deal with this or my feelings. I don't know if you could address that kind of an issue. Ooh, yeah, well, lust is cunning, baffling, and powerful. Um, then again, you know, I have to bring up my sponsor. My sponsor said to me, you know, uh, no dating to, uh, you know, after till you're four years sober. Um, you get a, and the reason why I, I totally understand why she says this is that, um, you know, I get to work on my own issues. And um, I'm so used to looking towards something outside of my myself to help me feel better whatever that might be and yeah it's especially hard if you you know you're seeing something this might be a genuine relationship you know if it's meant to be you know it's going to be that way in a couple of years i think and this has been my experience you know that is really and extremely important to work on my own self uh, on my own personal issues Otherwise, no matter what happens, you know, I start to lust. You know, you need to have a very solid base uh, of your own uh, recovery before you can start with somebody else. Because, you know, it's like putting miracle grow. you know, how you put miracle grow on, on plants and the weeds. Wow, they keep on popping up. <laughs> so I hope that's helpful for you. Is Julie still on? Thank you. Is Julie still there? No, she's gone. Oh, because I see she's still there because she um, got married. Oh, shoot. You don't hear me? No, it's better. Okay. She got married in recovery to another SA. But she, if she's not, I didn't see that she'd left the meeting. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, Thanks. Habibi, I got married in recovery to another SA also. I go, was. So. I was about six years sober when we started dating and, and seven years when we married. And my wife was two years less sober than I, so four years sober when we started dating. Now, I'm going to say something. Afterwards, so we dated, we got married, and we, we dated sober by the grace of God, but only by the grace of God. But afterwards today, I realized that there was lust involved. I liked what Jackie said, lust is, in, uh, what is it, cunning, baffling, and powerful. There was lust involved, even lust that I couldn't see then, or I rationalized it, or I, I didn't want to see it, or whatever. Yeah. So nowadays, I can see it, and I can, I can uh, acknowledge it better. So I think the suggestion of Jackie is a wonderful suggestion to, to, wait, to wait some years. Yeah, to dry out, to work the steps. And, uh, and I would also say, and maybe it sounds contradictory, there are many, many women or men in your case outside of the fellowship. Yeah. It's, it's a double, how to say this? It's, um, 
it's extra challenging to date and marry someone of the fellowship because that other person is as sick as I am. Yeah. So it also has its benefits because that other person works a program, but it's extra challenging. So I'm happy I did it, but um, I would wait some years. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, uh, I have. Uh, go ahead. Sorry, Mohammed. Okay, perfect. Uh, first, I want to thank you, Daniel, for hosting and everybody for the boundaries. Can you hear me? Uh, you were distorted a little bit. Go ahead, and we'll see. Yeah, okay. So my question was for the boundaries. Uh, do you, uh, the boundaries, do you plan your boundaries or do you let it? Boundaries, how do you create? I think we're losing you, Mohammed, but maybe we have the gist of the question there about boundaries. Did you get that, Jackie? Uh, yeah, yeah. The question was how, how you you plan or set your boundaries. Well, you know, I think it first needs to be very clear where you need to set your boundary on, um, and, and <clears throat> it wasn't clear for me straight away where I needed to set my boundaries on. That was a you know through sobering up and talking with my sponsor on things. Um, like I said in the beginning, um, physical space. I remember, you know, uh, and we tried to do this, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> very, very soberly. Uh, at one time, this was a couple of years ago, we went to a convention also with some uh, members um, from, from our Netherlands group in, uh, in England, in, uh, in Fantasaf. And we squeezed into this very small, small tight bus and thinking afterwards, like, Eee, that wasn't such a good idea you know so sometimes you need to make mistakes or talk things through uh, in order to know how and uh, how you need to set or where you need to set your boundary so i think it first needs to be clear what you need to set your boundary on um so yeah i hope that helps you uh, mohammed and mistakes will be made and then you go oh need to reset that <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think it's good also mohammed i think it's also good to talk it to talk things like this over with your sponsor and to 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 identify triggers and then to identify boundaries and not keep it in your head if i keep it in my head my head is going to do whatever it wants to do at the moment itself. And I have 50% chance that I'm going to take a wrong decision. Yeah. If I don't talk it through beforehand and share it with others, especially in the beginning. So, and even now, so. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of the daily reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. 
please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve. Thank you.